This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. The Westdale House in Hamilton, where the band started, is up for sale. Yes, 85 Arkell Street in West Hamilton. Six plus, two bedrooms, three bathrooms, and some serious Canadian rock history. Yeah, that's where it all started, eh? Back when the boys were attending uh, McMaster University in the early 2000s, this is where the, the they came together. Um, uh, surprising, $779,000 is the list price, hmm. which is pricey, you know? It's pricey, but it sounds like you're renting it out to students, so it is a business venture. Uh-huh. Um, and that's just the the asking price. We yeah. know that it's going to go for more than that. You know how the market is right now. Taz, you look at real estate more than I do um, as kind of a hobby. What does six plus two beds mean? Six plus two means there's six above ground and probably two in the basement. Ah, okay. So a total of, of eight. Okay, so you can make some money off this one. Totally, yeah, it's definitely feasible. Um, but Arkell's fans have have jumped onto this idea that the band tweeted out. They said, given its historic value, maybe it should be gifted to them and designated a historic site. <laughs> yeah. Nice try, guys. Way to try and get a free house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to make it a time capsule so it can't, it has to be exactly like it was uh-huh. when they were there. So if, if it, to give it historic status. Well, maybe the city should buy it. Seriously, I know there's been an issue with Arkell Street in Hamilton. The uh, people stealing the the street signs, right? Fans of the band will will jump up on the pole and rip the sign off. It's gone missing up and down that street multiple times. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely an interest there. If you could uh, if you could buy that, the city could take it over and, and make it a museum of sorts. <laughs> You never know. Sure. I don't know. You walk up and down streets and they'll put a plaque on in certain neighborhoods. They'll put a plaque and say who used to live there. Oh, this was a shoemaker back in 1800 or something like that. There should at least be a plaque on this house. Um, so uh, th- another house in the neighborhood on the same on the same block just went for $838,000 hmm. and had a ton of offers on it. So this thing is probably going to go closer to... 850 I'd guess with the historical significance but you're right if you can rent out eight bedrooms or how about this you you buy the thing and then you just take on the uh, task of converting it into an Arkells museum and then you charge entry fees yeah do it as like an Airbnb (laughs) right yeah yeah sleep in Max's bed uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I don't think Max's bed is still there, but maybe he donated back. <laughs> I mean, is Mark Twain's chair really Mark Twain's chair I in his childhood house? I think in some house? cases, some of those places do have original furniture, but <laughs> I don't know what the guy's furniture was like back then. I don't know if you'd even want it. Yeah. I know what my <laughs> yeah, furniture was like. Your college furniture? <laughs> it was like grandma's furniture, but way more worked in uh-huh. and, and stinky. A little bit of Ikea splashed in here and sure, there. Sure, sure. Just to class things up a bit. <laughs> my couch in college, man. You would sit on that thing and the the cushion would basically go down to the floor. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like the springs were completely gone. But somehow, for some reason, it was the most comfortable couch I've ever had. Yeah, there's something about taking the legs off a couch. 
and setting it right on the ground that for some reason it just makes it more comfortable. Maybe it's because you sink in because you're falling back further when you sit on it uh-huh. and it's harder to get out. But like the college no leg couch is always the most comfortable. As gross as that stuff is for everyone else when they come to your house and they have to sit on it. Yeah, yeah. For you, it's the most comfortable furniture <laughs> in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Open up the the A, B, and B. Arkell's bed and breakfast. <laughs> and now the winner is Devin Peacock. I wanna see you peacock. Time for sports. Here with Taz and Jim, we've got from Global News Radio, Devin Peacock joining us. Hey, Peacock. Hey, guys. And I guess uh, after having your, your bracket busted so early in the tournament, you're looking for a little March Madness redemption this morning. It's been uh, it's been a little rough. Uh, we got off to a bad start. You know, uh, I was really uh, counting big on Alabama making it to the Final Four. That obviously... Uh, did not happen. This March Madness in general has just been marked by just a tremendous number of, of upsets. However, if you look where we're uh, sitting right now with the Final Four, you've got Gonzaga and Baylor, two number one seeds, Houston, a number two seed, and the only one that's outside of even you know a single digit is UCLA. UCLA beat uh, Michigan by two points last night to reach the Final Four. Oh, what a heartbreaker for, for Michigan fans. Yeah, it's, it's too bad for Michigan fans. Well, you wanted, you don't feel sorry for them because you, <laughs> you predicted Michigan would lose earlier in the tournament. Yeah, well, I, I figured Alabama in particular would, would get past them. but um, uh, So I, I was happy to see at least my Michigan prediction of them losing uh, come to fruition eventually. So uh, when you look at it, when we get to the Final Four here, I predicted Gonzaga and Baylor. Again, they're both number one seeds. It's not like you're going out on a huge uh, limb there. I predicted that, predicted they'd both be here. And so my bracket is a little battered, a little bruised. But uh, at, the, at the end of the day here, I got 50% right. And Gonzaga has just been destroying the competition left and right. Like they've been winning by double digits. Every single time. Uh-huh. I feel very strong about them winning this whole thing. Jim, what do you think? Should we give Dev a pass here? 50% right. Uh, you were looking for some. That's a coin flip, dude. I, I feel like uh, you got to be like 65, 70% right for us to act impressed. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's it could be worse for sure, but the ones that went through are, are number one seeds. So it's not like yeah. that Dev picked right. It's not like you picked some real dark horses and had some inside scoops or something. So, I mean,. You know, it could have been a failure, but this one I think is just a pass. Yeah. It's you're getting I, a passing grade, but you're definitely not getting an A plus or even a B. Do I get a redemption if Gonzaga wins it all? Yeah. No, no, to a certain no. extent. No. Did you not say they were gonna take it home? But they were the favorite. Everyone was saying they were gonna win. <laughs> yeah, but you can say New England Patriots win. All and right. if they win, you we'll call give it. you we'll give you a C minus hey. <laughs> if Gonzaga <laughs> wins. Bill Belichick has had the best quarterback for the past 20 years up until this last season, and they won a ton. Everyone thought he's the greatest coach, cause, and he, but he had the greatest quarterback. Why can't sure. I have... Uh, We're not talking about football. We're not talking about the Patriots. We're talking about your NCAA bracket, I just said which was, was mediocre at best. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate us, us winners, okay? Okay. Go Gonzaga. Thanks, Dev. If you're not familiar, uh, Jim Kelly is a very big Pokemon guy. Love it! Grew up with the Pokemons. 
This is a heist. Tokyo, Japan. 28-year-old guy. Broke into a trading card store on the top floor of a six-story building. Climbed onto the roof. Tied a piece of rope to a railing. Dropped it over the side. Then used the rope to rappel down the side of the building. 16 feet with no safety harness. Broke the window of the store. Went inside. Also, he could steal some Pokemon cards. <laughs> he got away with about $9,100 worth of Pokemons, plus another $2,400 in cash. Cops uh, looked through security camera footage and easily identified him because apparently <laughs> he enjoyed going to that store. Oh, so he was staking the place out. Right. He told the cops he stole the cards to pay off his debt and, quote, I was in my high school's rock climbing club, and that's why I wasn't afraid of heights. Brilliant. Yeah. Huh. So he he ha- had some training, because that is a bold, you know, uh, plan. Six to stories. In. It's not a skyscraper, but that's uh, pretty high up there, man. Sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. You think, like, so he got away with almost 10 grand, or a little over 10 grand. <laughs> like, there's got to be a better place to break into. If you have the capability of rappelling down something, you know, there's got to be, I gotta don't know, be an office building, with some, some crown jewels on display <laughs> somewhere. Sure, sure, a Da Vinci, you know, not the Mona Lisa, but, you know, like a smaller time one. If you're going full on comic book cat burglar, you yeah. might as well uh, get something that's going to set you up for life instead of... A mitt full of Pokemon cards. <laughs> and only 10 grand. Maybe he was getting some packages that weren't quite opened. Or, well, you know. it's, it's also, he's a fan of Pokemon. He wanted the Pokemon. You got to catch them all. This was his <laughs> way of getting in there. I know, Jim, like you absolutely, you're obsessed with Pokemon. You love, when that Pokemon Go came out, do you remember how excited Jim Kelly was when Pokemon Go was released? <laughs> House. Sunlight hurts my pale skin. But now my buddy is off the couch. Pokemon Go is my new friend. Now I'm walking across the town. Can't believe what I have found. A Jigglypuff, a Caterpie, and a dead body. Yeah, it didn't end well for you, but... I I don't even remember writing or recording that song. I must have been a Pokemon mania. Yeah. I I honestly don't remember doing that song. Pokemon Go consumes you, (laughs) for sure. I got mullets on the mind. Whoa, what's the deal with your haircut? Business in front. (laughs) Party in back. Business in the front. Party in the back. Pistol Pete Rose is bringing the mullet back. Mullet flat. It can be smaller or bigger. I ain't a stickler. It ranges from many mullets to flat. 
Lord of Georgia's pine ticklers I always let it dangle, no I don't let it tangle So baby if you're single, come and get a better angle I want my mullet back <laughs> Bet you didn't know there were so many mullet songs out there Yeah, I knew a lot of songs were inspired by mullets Or performed by people in mullets, but never about mullets so, mullet news, guys. This isn't, this isn't good. Um, private boys' school in Australia has banned the mullet. What? Causing some real controversy. What happened to ju- Don't Judge a Book by its cover here? Private school. They, they call mullets untidy and not acceptable. That, that is nonsense. It's business in the front. Mm-hmm. You know, the school in the front, recess in the back. <laughs> Just face forward. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's Monday in the front, Friday in the back. <laughs> Is it, like that's crazy. I could see if there was a whole standard for all hair, maybe, but if it's specifically just mullets, I, feel- I want to know how many kids were showing up to this school with mullets uh, before they deemed it was a, a problem. Like yeah. we've got a real epidemic here. <laughs> all these kids have mullets. It, did you were mullets a big thing when you're going to school? Never, never. Uh, you know what I saw more was the sh- the shaved head or not the shaved head, the buzzed haircut with the bangs. It was like a reverse Like a skater mullet. cut. Yeah, that was more like it was, yeah, for some reason, like kids just had bangs and then the back was mm-hmm. buzzed. But I know I missed the mullet craze. Yeah, I My was, friend's dad had a mullet, but that's about I, it. I was right into the mullets. Um, like I was 80s in elementary school. So mm-hmm. yeah, we, a lot of kids had mullets and um, rat tails. Remember rat, rat tails. tails? Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, I wanted a rat tail and my parents wouldn't let me have one. My dad was... Very against the practice of having a rat tail. And you know what? He was right. Uh-huh. He was one of the filthiest haircut. See, there you go judging, Jim. Who it, are you to judge? You're as bad as this this private school in Australia so banning no mullets. Line. I'm not saying ban it, I'm, but I am judging. Uh-huh. I'm not going to d- stop a kid from learning or wanting to be educated, but I am going to judge it. I asked my wife if I could give my son a mullet, and she said no. Well, I don't want to cause any any uproar at my son's school, so maybe it's best that we don't give him a mullet. Australian private school, banning the mullet. For shame. Let's check in on the global pandemic. COVID-19, oh, why you so mean? My test came back clean, but I'm still in yeah, we're still going, but this is kind of fun to think about, and we've been predicting this for a while. 42% of people plan to throw the biggest party of their lives when the pandemic is officially over. <laughs> everybody's going to be throwing a party, and then nobody will come to your party because everybody's throwing their own party. Right. I, like, is it going to be one day? I hope it is. I hope it's one day where they just say, Okay, this Saturday, pandemic is over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll yeah. be the wildest Saturday of our lives. Yeah, for sure. and then every year we should celebrate that same day as like an yeah. Independence Day type thing. Like we missed out on two St. Patrick's Days, basically. Yup. 
So we should have another St. Patrick's Day. We also missed out style on, day. Yeah, we also missed out on Halloween too. So we should jam in like all yeah. of them together. You wear a costume, put on green, you do whatever. <laughs> green beers, and you're dressed like Borat. You're right. You you dress like you would on your favorite holiday because we missed out on all of them. Yeah. So you can wear your Easter, your bright Easter colors. You could wear your your holiday, your ugly sweater. You could dress it like a witch or yeah. a wizard. Or your Sunday best, like uh-huh, you're going to go to sure. midnight mass. Whatever, whatever holiday you missed uh, celebrating the most during the pandemic, you dress like you're celebrating that holiday. Mm-hmm. And then you just go out and get wild. <laughs> Yeah, That's what they should and roll them all together and then have one last daylight savings extra hour that night and then no more daylight savings. <laughs> Let's just do it all in one weekend. There are some people who who can't wait for the pandemic to be over. Have you seen the uh, Big White Ski Resort? No. The the video this is from Global News raging private restaurant party at BC Ski Resort called disgusting and embarrassing. Private restaurant full of people. Mm. Video. And this is this is how dumb they are. They post the video of them partying on social media, thinking that's a good idea. And it's gone viral because people it is. It's like it's like the pandemic is over in this room. They're dancing on tables. Nobody's wearing a mask. Everyone's drinking. The music is cranked. Uh, people are actually licking each other. What? Just just cause they can licking each other's faces. Wow, <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. I wouldn't do it, but it probably was a lot of fun. Yeah, for the night. No, this, but this is what we're saying. When we get the word and we have our, are we still calling it F Fest? <laughs> well, it, for some people, yeah, Freedom Fest. Freedom. Uh, that's what the F stands for. <laughs> Obviously, this is a quote, obviously from the resort's point of view, we're absolutely disgusted and quite frankly embarrassed, says Michael J. Ballingball. <laughs> what? That's, a, that's the big white ski resort's vice president's name, Michael J. Ballingball. Okay. That's an awesome name. Balling. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what you're going to do at F-Fest. Balling ball. Yeah, it's the balling ball. <laughs> Who wants to do some balling ball? Whatever that is. The ball of balling. Sounds like fun. Well, yeah, I, so they weren't they weren't too excited that it happened at their resort again. It was a private restaurant, but we get it. We've had enough. We all want to lick each other. But it's just not time quite yet. Yeah. I want to say Canadians should know better, but I've been to BC ski resorts and it's all Australians that work there. Yeah, I'm just so, blame it on the so Aussies. I'm gonna blame it on the Aussies. <laughs> They're always up to no good. It was warm yesterday, but windy, huh? Yeah, it was. I went for a walk and it. I still wore a toque for some reason. It was like sunny and it was nice, but it, yeah, it was still. I guess I'm a wussy too, but it was still a little chilly. I was going to go for a bike ride with Grayson, my uh, my four year old. We've got the trail a bike thing that hooks on, so he's pedaling behind me. But I was legit afraid that we'd come around a corner into like an open field area, and the kid would blow off the back of the bike. <laughs> The thought crossed my mind. If he's wearing a loose enough jacket, it's just like a parachute. <laughs> one of those awesome suits. You've watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? The one episode, yeah. The first episode where the guys jump out of the plane. They have the, what are they called? Flying squirrel suits or something? Yeah, that's what I call them. They must have a better 
term than that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Would you ever try one of those? Yes, 100%. But I would like to start off in the wind tunnel tube where you, it's like a trampoline. Practice. Indoor, yeah, 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 and do that. Because I have went skydiving and it was one of the most amazing things I've ever done. So I would love to do this, but... Uh, I feel really I feel like doing. there's a learning curve with those things. The biggest learning curve of any sport ever, maybe. I watch X Games and I see all these guys doing this stuff, and that's that's all I can think about is what was it like the first time they tried it? Yeah, like the big giant ski jump. Sure, a guy on a BMX doing a triple flip and then landing it. It's like yeah. there's no way that happened the first time he tried it. <laughs> I guess you work up to it or practice jumping into the lake. So the landings don't matter. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you got the rubber mats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for those those flying suits, like there's only one way to truly learn how to do it. Yeah, I don't know. You always have the parachute on the back as a backup, like just in case. But these guys uh-huh. are like flying by mountains and then grazing the branches that yeah. are sticking out the sides of the mountains. It's insane. Just t- tickling the, the mountainside with their fingertips as they pass by. Yeah. It does look amazing. It really, it really is the closest to flying that yeah, a human can do. Really, hmm. maybe I'll get my son into that. <laughs> you know, forget soccer, forget t-ball. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna learn how to fly in one of these suits, kid. <laughs> Put it on. If you want your wife to never sleep ever again, that's a good idea. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.